Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juzamma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and in Imitable manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. In the Quran, the Quran says that 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 the the Meaning the leading people of Quraysh were them. Who are the close relatives? They are Banu Hashim, they are Banu Abdi Manaf, and Banu Abdi Manaf means Banu Majjah, and also people around them. They are the leading people of Quraysh. The Quran is saying, Word them. Waqfid janahaka liman ittaba'aka al-Uminin. And then among all these people who follow you and they become believers, you should be sought for them. Meaning then your focus should be to the believers, to those who want to follow you. You're, you start your message with all the leading to the Quraysh. Then when you see some of them, they turn to you, they come to you, they want to learn from you, then you should soften yourself for those people. If the leading to the Quraysh, they don't listen to you, tell them very clearly, I have no relation with what you have been doing. No relation between me and you. Just make it very clear. Because you are only for those who believe. Those who do not believe in Quraysh, say, now the question will be, if these leading people of Quraysh, if I say something like that, that I have no relation with you, you know, they have power, they have, you know, they, they have importance to the society. If they had become believers, they would have supported for me. And now if I say to them, I have no relation with you, they are going to fight me, they are going to be my, my enemy. So how can I live? The Quran is saying to the Prophet, don't worry, don't care about these people. Even your, your followers, if they are weak and those who oppose you, they are strong, don't worry. Trust in, in, in the one who has the power. Who is Allah? Your trust in Allah SWT, not about the people. They never can harm you. The Quraysh people never can harm you. Follow Allah the message properly and trust in Allah. Al-Rahim, that who has mercy upon the people. Those who want to listen to him. One who sees you when you stand in the prayer in the night. And when you turn among the people who do sajda, these are the qualities of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Highlighting the Prophet should focus among Quraysh on those people who have khashiya, who have fear, and who turn to Allah's message of Allah subhanahu Then the Quran said, Kalla innaha tadkira. In what Kalla means? Kalla means never. What, what the Quran is denying? Quran is denying the word like a messenger. You should never, never go to these people. You should never waste your time behind these people. You should never ignore those who come to you for these people. 
you know, but I am mine came to you. You should have paid attention to him. Kalla, never do this again. These two never deserve that, that you pay attention to them. Kalla, why? Innaha tadkira. Quran says, Innaha tadkira. Never do this. Why? Inna certainly it is a reminder. Quran is a reminder. Quran has not come that you know, people follow, follow the people. No, it is a reminder. If you want to remember, you have to do them. Innaha tadkira. What happens? You know, the, uh, you know in, in this sentence, the you know, pronoun has been used in a different way. Uh, so there are some difficulty for the people because Quran has said Kalla inna tathkira and in nice feminine Arabic language. Then Quran says Faman Shah Adakara and who is masculine are referring to the same thing. So why Quran used once uh, a pronoun which is feminine and the second time for the same thing Quran using pronoun which is masculine. So one has to understand. So when Quran says Kalla inna tathkira, never, certainly it is a reminder. So what is a reminder? What ha is? Because ha is referring to adhikara. You know, see, oh, you know, oh, he comes to remember, so then the reminder, the book which has come to remind the people, benefits them. So one of the names of the Quran is dhikra, reminder. And dhikra in Arabic language is feminine. So when Quran is referring to dhikra, Quran is using the pronoun, kalla innaha dhikra. Because dhikra has come before that. But what is dhikra is? This dhikra is the Quran itself. So now Quran wants to change the pronoun ha into who to make very clear it is the Quran itself because the Quran is going to mention more attributes for, uh, about the Quran. So now the ha will change to Quran. Kaman Shah Zakara. So those who want, they can remember it. Meaning is up to the people. Quran has come as a reminder. If people want to get the remembrance from the Quran, they should do. If they don't want, up to them. You don't need to insist on the people, you don't need to actually persuade them. So Quran you have Dakarahu to understand the reason. In Naha Tatkara, Ha has come because of Dikara. Now who is coming? Why? Because now there are so many attributes are coming concerning the Quran. And Quran is a Dikara is an attribute of Quran. So now that's why the Quran changed Ha into who to focus on the Quran itself. Similar verse actually has come before that uh, in Surah Al. Where Quran said, Kalla in Here Quran said, Kalla in Same thing, Kalla in from Both of us are the same. The only difference is in Surah Mudathir, it is in and in Surah, in this Surah, it is in So the reason is because in Surah Mudathir, before in there is nothing which is feminine. So that's why the Quran says innahu meaning the Quran. But here in this surah, before ha has come dhikra. And dhikra means the Quran. So that's why because of the dhikra, Quran is using the word innaha. But since this innaha refers to the Quran, and now more attributes of the Quran is coming, that's why the Quran now says from shaa dhakara. So simply the meaning is, Don't pay too much attention to them and they don't deserve your attention and this book is a dignified book. In Hathakrit has come only a reminder for man shahadakara, those who want, they can accept, they, you know, they want, if they want, they can uh, remember it. Because the Quran has said the same thing in another surah, for man shahafal yu'min, for man shahafal yakfur. Those who want, 
they can believe and those who want, they can unbelieve. Meaning is, the purpose of the guidance is to make the path of Allah very clear. Not to force people to become Muslim. Not the purpose. The purpose is, there are two paths, one is guidance and one is the error. People know clearly, then after the people whether to walk on this one or that one. Like the Quran says, أَلَمْ نَجْعَلْ لَهُ عَيْنَيْنِ وَلِسَانُ وَشَفَتَيْنِ وَهَدَيْنَاهُمْ نَجْدَيْنِ Didn't we make for the people two eyes and then we gave them the lips and we gave them a tongue, they can speak. وَهَدَيْنَاهُمْ النَّجْدَيْنِ And then we guided people to both paths, this right path and this wrong path. The Quran wants to say the Quran has come only to tell people what the right path, what the wrong path. Now it's up to the people to follow this path or that path. So whoever wants to get remembrance from the Quran, they can get it. But Prophet is duty not to force people to become believers. The Quran says, فَأَنْتَ تُكْرِهُنَّاسَ حَتَّى يَكُونُ مُؤْمِنِينَ Who are the messenger? Are you going to force people that they become believers? That is why one important thing for the preachers is that they should not you know, emphasize so much on the preaching that the person starts thinking that they, you are forcing them to become Muslims. That should never be. Always explain it properly, teach properly. Then lead to the people whether they want to accept Islam or not. But you should never get, people should not get the impression that you basically is making effort to make them Muslim. That should never happen. That Allah never, that actually, if Allah wanted to make everybody Muslim, He could have made easily. He doesn't want that. He just wants people to choose themselves. People have full option. People have full, full power to choose whatever they like. So this is very often we Muslims don't understand this thing. That is why, for example, when somebody writes anything as the Prophet criticize any aspect of the Quran and Sunnah, we people become so much defensive and this and that, and we really make a think that you know, if we don't answer back, how the people can be guided and you become big in self for the Quran, nothing, nothing is there. Don't worry too much. Just think really properly if the person who is raising the question, are the questions genuine? If they are genuine, then answer them properly. If the person actually himself is genuine, he wants to understand, then answer. If he is not genuine, and the question is, don't worry. You are not meant to make people believers. Never think about that. So, you know, we always be relaxed in this way. Don't become tense. You know, when somebody writes anything about the Quran, about the Sunnah, always people ask us, you know, answer them. Write about something. Don't need to write it. You know, this thing will always happen. If you answer them in one way, again another question will come. It will keep coming. And I tell you, most questions that are raised in this country by Orientalists, you hardly can find any new question. 99% of those, those questions which already have been raised by the people in early, early period. One person could be in this time, but they have been answered so many times. They keep repeating the same question again and again in different ways. If you keep answering them, you are wasting your time. The problem of the people is not that they don't have an answer for the question. The problem is they don't have any fear in their heart. They don't want to be guided. They don't want actually the right path. They are happy with what? They have mistaken. They think they are self-sufficient. So they are just writing like that. They don't want to have guidance. So don't waste your time behind these people. You know, spend your time behind the people who really want to learn from you. So you know, there are so many people among Muslims and non-Muslims who want to learn from you. So for this tiny minority of these Orientalists, what you are cut in their mind, for these small people, you are spending so much time. And the rest of the Muslim population, Muslims and Muslims, they are there to listen to from you. So people always should concentrate on those who want to remember. So Quran says, you know, this is a dignified message. Quran dignified. You don't need to make Quran as you are begging the people. You are not a beggar. You are a giver. You know, you have dignity of, of giving the people. 
So Kalla Inha Tatka you know, I can imagine really that you know when somebody is given, they never like to humiliate you. You can see it. Givers, if you want to give the people money, nobody will treat you as a beggar. They treat you, you will make the point that I'm not a beggar. You know, you can make the point. Like I remember you know, Shivin Nomani, you know, one of the great Indian scholar reformer, he went to, to Turkey during the time of uh, Ottoman Khilafah and he went there, stayed there for some research in one of the libraries. He was writing his books, many books. And one of the officials of Ottoman Empire, a very big man, he came and people said to him that you know, he's this man and he wanted to introduce it. So she, the people brought Shibri to come that, to that person. And that you know, official was in, in, in hurry, so he gave few few pounds, some money you know, from Turkish, what they used to, you know, some dinar dirham, he gave to Shibri. Shibri became very angry and he threw the money and he said, Do you think I'm bigger? I've got to make Then the official realized that you know, he should not treat an army like that. He was thinking that many Olama come from a river for you know, collecting money for their mother or this and that, he must one of those alim has come to collect donation. So he was a man of great respect, I love India, India come to collect money. So then he realized, then he came and apologized, and then, we could, and then after that he made an effort to, you know, to get, you know, get a for Shibli a recommendation from Atom Empire and a big you know, document from Atom Empire and giving a title and this and that, you know, become a big thing. And I'm trying to say that when they treated him as a beggar, he didn't like that. The understand the situation. Why we take that position? Because we Muslims think really that once we increase our number, then it is, though it is humiliation, we humiliate ourselves, but once the number increases, then we get the power and we are now relaxed and the people can respect us. That's what thinking. We are not thinking about the guidance. We are really only thinking the number because we think a number can change everything. So when our number has grown up, that is not really true anyway. You can see in the world many, many times, small minorities, they achieved more than the big majority or all Actually, you can see very often the people who have been achieving it are more from those who belong to the minority, not majority. Always you can see people who are from the minority, they achieve more. Because they make more effort. There are many, many small number of they become victorious against the big group. It is not the number, it is something really. This is more group what they got, the quality that they the Muslim never should be keen of the numbers. And if you see all the messengers, the number has been very small, followers have been small, but the quality was so high. So in, in the da'wah, one should be very, very clear. When you make da'wah, always think I am ambassador, I am messenger from my Lord. And conveying his message as he has commanded. Don't make it your message. And you want to convert everybody to Islam. That now should be there. From, so this dignity always keep there. From the kind of those who wants. They can learn from us, they can you know, get this reminder, but we are not going to humiliate the message for them. And then the Quran said, how great this message is. You know, the Quran is so respected, it's not a book of by ordinary person. You know, it's a book of one who has power. You know, who can, if anybody oppose the Quran, they should know the consequences. You know, if the letter, you know, if message comes from the queen or from the high, high command, if people understand this, if somebody or any person writes a letter, nobody pays attention. This is not coming from somebody who is weak. It is coming from the Lord of, of the heaven and earth. This you know, insulting the message is not easy. If you oppose the message, it is not easy. This message dignified message. And then the message is not only like that, it is kept in, in respected place, like you can see. When a letter is you know, written by, by, by a king, it always like nice ink, nice paper, and then it is folded in nice envelope. You, know, you can see. From the envelope, you can see it's coming from dignified place. In ordinary people, they write little, you know, in ordinary things. 
but the five people, you know, out there, they have, you know, their, their message, our faith contained something respected people can see from outside. You know, Quran and Allah, the final message, you know, the most dignified book. It is not like our only thing. It is kept actually in more respected things. The Quran is saying, Allah SWT is saying, this dignified message is not something ordinary. It is so happy, no karnama. In those papers which are respected, very highly elevated papers, in those papers were respected, you know, you know, raised by, by the angels in the in the heaven. They are not ordinary. Marfuatin, they are raised. Mutaharatin, and they are pure. They are no doubt. They are not in ordinary papers. Mutahara. And that's why the Quran says in another uh, surah, in Surah Al-Waqiyah, when the Quran mentioned the same thing. Quran Kareem in Surah Waqiyah, the verse number 77 up to uh, 80. Quran says, Innahu la Quran Kareem. This is a respected Quran. In a hidden book, in a hidden container. Only the people who are pure and just, they touch it. Not touched by any other person. Sent down from the Lord of our people. Not coming from, from, from a human being. It's coming from the Lord of all the people. All the, you know, all the creation, all, of, uh, all the universe, from, from that, to understand how great the message is. So now the Quran is saying, you know, understand this message, at least a very high message. So has in Mukarrama, respected papers, raised very high, pure and clean, you know, and note that is there, بِأَيْدِي سَفَرَةٍ and سَفَرَةٍ in uh, the two meanings. One meaning are in English for سَفَرَةٍ كَتَبَةٍ those who write, that I can see, in also in Hebrew language, and all the same language, Safara comes in meaning of writing. Like the Kassas, like the Jews, they name their books as Sifr. Sifr, this Sifr, this, that Sifr, because it is Kitab. So Safara also can mean Katabati, those scribes, those who write. So these papers, they are in the hand of those scribes and angels. Or safara also can mean the people who are mediators between Allah and the people. So I say, you know, the, the angels, they're like messengers between Allah and the people. So safara can mean, in the meaning of the messengers, the angels, they also can mean scribes, those who write, and both, both ways, they are angels. Kiramin, they are you know, respected. The noble people, the noble angels, barara, and they're obedient. They, they, they follow the commands of their Lord. They never can be mistaken. You know, they do things as, as they are. There is no possibility of a mistake or any adding or anything decreasing from the book. This is how the, how the book is. Now think really, all the attributes of the Quran. Do you deserve that this book comes to you like that? If somebody comes like a beggar gave to you? This book is very respected, very high book, very high message. You know, it's a dignified message. You need to come to the book. The book is not going to humiliate for, for your sake. It is a respected book. It is always carried by the angels, those who are respected, those who listen to their Lord. And they are much more poor than you. And now you want this book to be offered to present it to you with humiliation? Never can be. If you accept it for you, if you don't accept, it is up to you. 
But the book never can be humiliated. The book must be respected, must be honored. Understand this, how Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala You know, not only in this one, many, many places, Quran is very, very clear, the message is dignified. Message never, never should be lowered. Message never should be humiliated. You know, and the book of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala must be respected properly. Don't, don't make a book like, you know, you come in like a beggar. You know, the beggars, you know, they come with certain documents to beg the money. The Quran, not that you take the people and ask people to give, give you money. Never, it is a reminder. For when Shah Adakara and those who want, they can get benefit from this reminder. Fee Suhafi Mukarama in respected papers, Marfuat and raised very high, Mutaharatan and very pure and very clean. Beaidi Safaratin in the hands of those scribes or those ambassadors, those messengers, Kiran and those who are noble, Barara, those who are obedient to their Lord. You know, Barara means to obey, to, to, you know, to fulfill the promise. You know, whatever, any promise you take, there's a barrel. Then Quran is saying, Now Allah is cursing the human being. That, you know, look at it properly. Where, where you get isterna from? You know what isterna means? That's sufficient. You think you have got enough power, enough resources, enough money, and you don't do anything. But who you are? Who are you? Quran says, think about yourself. Who are you? The two become two, so, so arrogant. And that, you know, message has to come to you. Who you are? Look at your value. Quran says, Kotila Nisan, you know, people, you know, may, may, you know, Allah is cursing the mankind. You know, may the mind be cursed, may the human being cursed. Ma Akfara, how ungrateful you are. You know, look at yourself. Who you are? Where the wealth has come. You and your wealth is made by someone, by Allah. All the resources that you are earning upon, who, who made them? Allah. Look at it properly. Like Firon used to say that Hadm and Har Tajrim Tahti, all the rivers of Egypt, they flow underneath me. Tell me who made you and who made the rivers of Egypt. You made? Everybody knows your date of birth. Everybody knows you were born. Everybody knows your father and mother. And you are so proud. And everybody knows that the rivers in Egypt, they used to flow even before you. And now you are so, so arrogant. Just think who you are. The Quran, you know, the Quran has made this point so many times. And that why Allah Subhanahu made a human being for something so humiliated. But still, you see, people are so humiliated, they still actually keep, you know, being so proud. You know, somebody, one of the governor of Iraq, Muhammad uh, bin Sufra, he was walking, walking like arrogant people, very proud. So one of the pious person said to him, what is this walk? So this is the governor of Basra, and this pious person is you know, one of these more person. So the governor became very angry, he said, do you know who I am? He said, yeah, I know you, you are. You are made from a dirty drop, and then all your life carrying the dirt in your stomach, and when you become, you die, you become dirt in the, in the grave, and all the animals, they come eat you. So then he, he realized it. Then he said, Nobody knew me, I as much as you know you. As you know me. This is how we are. Made from the dirt, carrying the dirt, you know, just imagine if Allah SWT removes the skin from our body, what will happen? Do you sit around me? If everything remains the same, the skills are removed from me, and all the bloods and all those things are there, are you going to sit around me? Just think, how much covering has done? Of, of what we are uh, proud, so much dust inside. Allah has made covering. The human being actually, the dirt from beginning to end, all the dust are there. He just made a covering there. And we think we are so nice. And when it takes away, sometimes people can see. And then what, when we die, what will happen? 
When you die, your, even your dearest friend cannot sleep with you. Your wife can say all the time to you that you know, when you are not, I miss you. But when you die, she never misses you. Next day, she will marry someone. That's what will happen. She is not going to be buried with you. That never happens. They all the time happen. Like, you know, one of uh, the companions, uh, you know, his wife, you know, in, in, uh, uh, Uma's wife, you know, she, she mentioned, you know, nice poetry, praising her husband and her house, she does and all those things. But when he died, then she was about to marry someone else. So Ali came and said to him, aren't you the one who said this? So another companion said to him, oh, Ali, don't do this thing. Women, you know, people always do keep doing these things. We always make like that. We always say that they love you. When you're gone, they love someone else. They have to life it. If people really love you, why they don't want to bury with you? Nobody does. Nobody will do it. Even your mother, your father, your sons, your relatives, they are not going to bury with you. Everybody hates you. If you are left alone in the house, nobody can sleep there after your death. Even your nearest relative, they cannot sleep in a house where your body is kept. They can't sleep next to you. They can't remain there. They're so scared of you. And if your smell starts coming from your body, nobody can bear the smell. This is how we are. And we are so arrogant and proud. And now the Quran is reminding that reality. Look at yourself. So arrogant, proud of what? Look at from where what you have been made. So inshallah, I'm going to explain that later. Huh? If you have any questions, please ask. Sometimes it's very difficult, really. but the thing is that among the Muslims, there are people who have got some connection with those people. So, like, for example, if you want to approach the academics, then you find Muslim academics you know, who can speak the same language and they know the same arguments and prepare them and they can discuss with them. If you want to you know, speak with the people of the politics, you can find among the Muslims who know that language and they can, you, can, you can use them somehow. No doubt, really. sometimes it's very difficult. But actually, even if you are like an ordinary person, if you make your understanding properly and you go directly, still you can succeed. Sometimes we think really there is a curtain, but then no curtain. If you come directly, you can approach to the people. Sometimes you can make effort to get the time, something like that. Don't scare because you are your ambassador of someone higher than anything else. You know, just imagine really if like you know, a prime minister here appointed as a messenger to take a message to any part in the society, you will be so proud to come with the message. So now we are coming, carrying the message from Allah Taala. So the message has made us feel very important. So we can come to anybody. So no doubt sometimes it can be a barrier, there are some barriers, language barrier, this barrier, that barrier. But still that's what we have to make effort. Make effort to you know, cross all the barriers and prepare yourself to learn that language and then convey the message. It will help them as well and also it will actually establish your position as a preacher in that society where you live. But otherwise, if you cannot do that, as you keep doing it, whatever you can do, if there are other people who can do, there's a fun, but you know, people should make effort.
Um, Sheikh, can you just clarify um, when he says, you know, when the Quran says, who is the masculine? So who is referring to the Quran? The Quran is masculine. In this verse, the Quran says, ha is referring to the word, dhikra, which has come before. Dhikra itself is Quran, but one of the names of the Quran is dhikra. Dhikra is feminine. So because the word is feminine, so that's why the Quran is used in Naha. Then again, when the Quran is feminine, Shah Dakara, masculine, why? Because now the Quran has changed that Dikara into the Quran. Because it's a Quran. Because now so many attributes, it is more appropriate to mention the masculine so people can understand it properly. So that's why who has come. Otherwise, if it's Ha, people can think of so many different things. But once who has come, everybody focus it is the Quran. sometimes mentioned, but in more negative, that you will not will unless Allah wills. Therefore, a purpose. So the people trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But in this context, when the guidance comes, Quran always makes very clear, guidance has been made clear, whoever the people, anybody, among the people, whoever wants to benefit from the guidance, they can benefit. If they don't want to benefit, because the Quran has used the similar thing, in other words, for man sha'a fal yu'min, wa man sha'a fal yakfur. Those who want to believe, they can believe. And those who want to not believe, they can believe. And the Quran also says, Afanta, Tukrihunnas, Hatta Yakun Umirin, O Prophet, are you going to force people to they become believers? So there's no forcing. People have full freedom to follow whatever they like. Though at the end, people's will is always under the will of Allah. That also has been made So what you're saying is, though some people have gone for that, but I don't prefer because the context of the Quran everywhere else, you know, it is more uh, a, 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 when if you make uh, the people a uh, uh, subject of Shah. Not, not Allah SWT. Uh, um, couple of questions. The, quick, uh, the first one is a quick one. If it was a group of Quraysh the Prophet was addressing, then why did not Allah say, فَأَنْتَ لَهُمْ تَصَدَّى rather than فَأَنْتَ لَهُمْ تَصَدَّى and, uh, yeah, directly, the thing, the thing is that it is basically more grammar thing, Arabic. It is not the meaning. The meaning is people. But Quranic, you know, Arabic grammar is when man is used, man. Man means who? In any language, who can be one, who can be more than one? So Quranic way, when man is used, when you bring the pronoun for man, even if you mean many people, it's still because the man in word is singular, you can use pronoun as singular. That's allowed. In the Quran, there are two or three places where after man, uh, uh, pronoun has come as plural. Mostly, Quran always uh, brings the pronoun as singular. Uh, 
people say that the reason for that, but otherwise it, it, it absolutely right. The meaning is people, many people, but though the word is singular. So that's why the Quran used the word singular. The Quran is singular. The other question was that if people's intention by going for, it's not nice to refer to human beings as, as, as quantity over quality, but if people are going for other people who are more easy to access in terms of da'wah, but not necessarily the elite, but they're not doing it for the sake of numbers. They're doing it literally for the sake of the reward of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they want more people praying, they want more people giving zakah, more people worshipping Allah, and therefore they want more reward. Then is there anything wrong with that intention to go for people who are a bit easier to give da'wah to? You know, there's no, nothing wrong with it. If you are a driver and you are sincere, you get reward for that, no harm in that. But trying to say actually is it, if you don't follow the right order, sometimes it will not have the right fruits. If you start from the top, it really has many, many advantages for the people. But even though how many people start from someone who is quite convenient for them, then no harm can be done. Dawah is not already established anymore. It does not need any new establishment or something. But when people in any society start from the top, it basically means they have got a purpose. Aim. They want to make the whole story to come to an end. When we Muslims, we are doing Dawah in a way, it do, you know, here and there, we don't have a proper plan. What my senses do, they know that this is their beginning and the end will be that those who accept Islam, they will be victorious and those who reject, they will be more defeated. So they have planned for them. So that's why they have to work the right order. The way we are doing it, it is not what to read anywhere. It could be happen that many more people are Muslim, but Allah the help will not come. Defeat will not come. Because first, they will convey the message properly to the people of the power. If they don't listen to you, then Allah will make an arrangement to make you victorious and to make them defeated. That only can happen if you follow that right order. But since we don't have a plan, we really never think that, you know, this our work is going to lead to make Islam victorious and those who are both to become defeated. We never think like that. So that's why we're just doing a scattered way. But if we plan properly, that is the right way. Convey the message to them properly and then after they don't listen, you know, the way is actually, Allah, the way, if you permit the message properly, if people follow you, they are guided. If they don't follow you, they will be defeated. Allah has written that me and my messengers must be victorious. But we don't have this plan. So many times before in, 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 in the thing, when Quran 
إذا فسّاذ إنه مور أندر أندر ربوبي ربوبية فلا سمعتها تدين القرآن مسوي أنا وين القرآن يسّين مور أندر أروهية أندر عبادة يمس بشيفيم دين القرآن يجوز مين but as far he is concerned he can be used for both of them depending on the context so because here actually what happened is happening is because Allah SWT is saying about the people that ma akfara that how ungrateful they are and then Allah SWT is turning their attention to Allah himself so no doubt for an for, for you know as a third person always comes one it is singular never comes them so he he then when Allah SWT makes his favor in reminder or who be an artist then he again makes it we so far we are me, the difference is we always come to remind the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon the people. Me comes to when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asking people to worship him alone, nobody else. And he can come for anything, it depends on the context. The context here is because people have been ungrateful. So that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding that, that you know, using, you know, he, that you know, he the one who made you, so you should be you know, thankful for him. So he's called a third person. Is it clear? There need for third person. But when it's coming in more favor than Allah SWT, because you know, again, you can say, this pronouns in the Quran, they keep changing. Sometimes neither he, sometimes we, sometimes me, it depends on the context. It keeps changing. So, I actually had a question on the very first uh, ayah. Uh, the question was basically, normally when Allah SWT refers to the Prophet, Ali SWT, uh, it's in number um, two case. So, uh, But this one seems to me to look like it's Masoom. And the only other ayah I can think of when Allah SWT puts someone in Masoom is uh, And also that's a very negative meaning. So I want to know why is this, uh, is it Masoom firstly? And, uh, why is Allah SWT using Masoom here? No, I don't know. When Allah addressed the Prophet, he said, and when he said, I'm Mansur, he said somewhere in Mansur. Mansur, I think, was when you look at Fina, and this ayah looks like it's Mansur as well. You need to learn how to properly. The thing is, this is verbal. You know, this is Mansur and Mansur things only come in a big language for the nouns, for the ism. Al-Basa wa Tawalla, they are verbal. Verbs are, you know, verb in Arabic language, whenever in the Mahdi, past tense, it always must have fatha at the end. Not study. We never want a Nasara, Abad, whatever, always have fatha. Then nothing to do with the marfu. We don't use the word marfu for that. Mahdi, the past in Arabic language, is called Mabani. Mabani means something which has no Iraq, nothing is there. You know, this marfu, mansub, and majur only comes in the context of the noun. Nothing else. Nouns are the one which can become marfu and mansub, majur. So when Allah says, Ya Ajun Nabiyyo, it is marfu. But Abbasah wa Tawalla, nothing to do with Nabi Marfu wa Mansu Majur, it is fi'al, it is verb. In every condition, Abbasah will be Abbasah. Abbasah never can be changed. Whatever condition you bring, it never can be Abbasah, it never can be Abbasah, it never can be, you know, like that. It is always Abbasah. But a Nabi can be a Nabiya, a Nabiya, a Nabiyyo. But a Mutaffifin, there are different matters. Why do you live Mutaffifin? Laam has come. And Mutaffifin is a noun. So when lamb comes, then it becomes in the third case, basically it's majroor. For that reason, you know, this is different. But afar and barba, they never can become marfu or masu majroor. You know, it's abasa, 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 it doesn't matter.
We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves.